Welcome to the Soli, Jay, and Nate show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sully J and Nate show, where three friends and their friends get together and talk about all sorts of fun things. Um, we're going to start off this episode with a couple of corrections. We've made some mistakes, and we are owning up to it. Uh, from episode one, we have a uh, a friendly Reddit was, user, anonymous Reddit user, who gave us some feedback. Yeah, I was wrong. I uh, just opened websites and <laughs> believed them you spewed ignorance yeah, yeah, with yeah. authority straight up so uh this reddit user let us know that uh wilford brimley uh is notable in the quicker oats thing because he did ads for he did commercials yeah i said that wilford brumley was the face that's used on quaker oats i was incorrect but he's kind of the face because he was the commercial he was in the commercials, commercials. So kind of right. Fun yeah. fact. Fun fact. He's also the diabetes guy. Diabetes. You know? If you have diabetes. Yeah. So that was the correction that that. It's probably more well known for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. It was like because when I was on the websites, it would say like multiple things that each person that died did. So you would think that they would have mentioned that. I mean, I feel like it's. I know. I know that more. Yeah. I, oh, I would have too. Commercials. 100% I would never I would have been able that. to tell you that. But you have diabetes is like diabetes. It's a pop culture yeah. thing now. It's like a meme. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. So uh, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Another correction is mine. My, episode my mistake. Two. Uh, episode, episode two. We were talking about the worst birthday ever, and I hijacked the show to talk about personal life things, and and I was wrong. So double whammy. That's like a lose lose. Yeah, I don't even remember exactly what I said. All I know is it's wrong, and the reason I know it's wrong is because my wife let me know. Uh, I mentioned something about Caitlin's granddad dying uh, and then their memorial service and she didn't attend, whatever. Uh, she let me know that they didn't actually have a m- memorial ceremony for her grandpa. Um, it had nothing to do with like relational uh, realities and uh-huh. had everything to do with the fact that he didn't want one. <laughs> That's kind of badass, though, actually. So I was yeah. right in the sense that Caitlin did not attend. She didn't attend nothing, though. But she didn't attend a memorial service for her granddad. <laughs> So you're trying to say that you were right? <laughs> I mean, would I be me if I didn't? Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, so, so we just wanted to make those two quick corrections, and we'll uh, keep doing that. We'll, we'll, uh, whenever you friendly listeners let us know that we were wrong, we'll own up to we'll it. We'll own up to it. We're grown men. I could, I, I could do it. I can admit my mistakes. Um, <laughs> so today is uh, an interesting topic because it's really relevant to the things happening in our country. And therefore, the rest of the world, because it, it has great impact on, on the world. Uh, we are days away. Spoken like a true American. I'm, I wasn't saying America's the best. I would never. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the, who, who the president of the United States is impacts a lot of global realities. And uh, we are days away from electing our next president of the United States. Uh, and we got some interesting choices. Um, and today we're not going to talk about, you know, who we're voting for or specifically or anything like that, though anyone and everyone is welcome to share. 
um, if you feel led to do so. But today I do want to talk about politics because politics I've realized are deeply ingrained in in our hearts and minds as Americans. Um, I, I think that more than ever I've realized how deeply people tie their identities to politics. Um, and something that I've recently realized uh, with becoming more and more aware of kind of political realities and stuff like that is that my politics um, today are not even a little bit different, mm -hmm. but like significantly drastically different than how I grew up. Um, and many of the people who I interacted with. Oh, see, I was going to say mine are drastically different than I thought mine were I mean, 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean that, that reality is too. I mean, I think that it's not that you were incorrect about it necessarily. No, that's why I said what I thought. Right. I, what I thought I believed because I, I don't think that I believed them because I believed them. I think I believed them because of, uh, just surroundings or area, yeah, geographic that's, location. That's something whatever. that I realized a lot um, during President Obama's second term uh, because I remember when he was um, campaigning the first time against John McCain. I don't even know. Um, I believe it was John McCain, his first term that he, he ended up winning. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I was like... Who is the second term against? Uh, Mitt Romney, I believe. Dude, I was so not into politics, apparently. Yeah, I um, think you're right. That sounds right, but... I know he was a si significant candidate. I can't remember if he was mm -hmm. the, the nominee. Sounds I good to me. I believe so, though. But um, I just remember, like, that's that's when I first noticed um, my politics shift because I remember being anti-President Obama, at the time, Senator Obama, mm -hmm. um, and, like, absolutely oppose everything, single thing about him and who he was and what he believed and and where he was going to lead the country and all that stuff can i can I tell a quick story absolutely so uh the, oh, during the uh that was 2008 right the first one was the first one was 2000 no no because no, george bush was 2000 and 2004 I'm sorry. no no, no it i'm was sorry 2008. i'm sorry you're right it was right. 2008 and then 2012 so it was the second yeah. one yeah yeah it was the fall of 2008. I was uh, a freshman in college and my, during my first semester. And uh, my best friend Derek lived in the dorms at UCA. And his uh, random chosen roommate was uh, a guy named Ben. And Ben was uh, as Republican as you can get. He was, was it Ben Shapiro? No, it was not oh. Ben Shapiro. Uh, <laughs> That was good. I don't remember what his last name was. It doesn't really matter. Shapiro. Um, Nathan doesn't know what we're talking about. You don't know who Ben I, Shapiro is? No, I've heard the name, but Wait, I really so don't know. Wait, so you're saying it could be Ben Shapiro. It's not Jen. Okay. It's not Jen. It's not Ben, Jen, ben Jen Shapiro. Um, anyway, George he, he was literally the president of like the Republican Club at UCA, uh, and he had just got there. So he was like campaigning super hard, and he was like, like literally just like campaigning Republican doing like all the campaign stuff. And it was just like Republican, Republican, Republican. Uh, I guess it was John McCain who was, so he was like hella into John McCain, always talking about John McCain and then, wanted to go into politics. Like that was his, like that was his life, literally his life. And he's a Democrat now. No. Oh, and the night of the election, when Obama, when Obama won, I 
remember watching Ben run outside and just start throwing up. <laughs> he just started puking his guts. The longer the story goes on, the more convinced I am that it is Ben Shapiro. I don't know. I don't actually, know. I actually listened to uh, Ben Shapiro on the Joe Rogan podcast like really recently. I guess he's been on twice, maybe. And I listened to the second time. He's he's actually not as Republican as I thought he was. I think he. The internet says that he's the most Republican. Oh, he's. You know I don't know. Any, you know I don't know that much about him. He's not you know, as Republican as Ben from UCA. I and he's not as Republican as that uh, blonde chick, Tony. Tony Lauren. Lauren or whatever. She is. The worst. She's everything that I hate about. Yeah, she's like ultra Republican. Yeah. So as a person who literally did not care at all about politics, especially, was especially back in there, I was laughing so hard at Ben just puking because of a, a like a like, political uh, thing. Yeah, like what this doesn't matter at all in my like in my brain back in then. I, brain, was like, yeah. I was like, you're literally throwing up over. <laughs> <laughs> nothing i just like, like that it's throwing up i remember he got sick he was like literally physically sick <laughs> seeing that obama one oh. it was crazy <laughs> i remember one of the big things with um president obama's uh first term when he got elected was people primarily republicans i believe were buying as many guns as they could because they thought that i don't really know what they thought um, I don't know if they thought that he was going to take everyone's guns or if they thought that there was going to be like a revolution or what. But I remember, I mean, there was a lot of talk about his ties to yeah. Muslim, you know, the Muslim religion, like all that. I, like, think, I think the big one with him is that, I mean, he did campaign pretty hard against guns, um, but not, I will say, not nearly as hard as Joe Biden has. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very interested to see if Joe Biden wins. I think it might be more. It, it would be, it'll I be just, worse. But, I, but at the difference is I wouldn't see it as much. Mm. Like I was in a, a extremely a conservative Republican bubble. So I heard nonstop. Mm -hmm. I mean, I saw my parents' friends. I have this one guy in my mind, uh, and I'm not going to say his name, but I remember him. Every time that we saw him, he was talking and showing pictures of guns that he was purchasing, and it mm -hmm. was like weapon after weapon after weapon after weapon. Yeah. And it was just interesting. But I saw, so I, I brought that up to, to just mention that um, that's where I began to see my personal shift um, was in President Obama's second term, not even necessarily politically that I was different, though I, that is true, um, more so that I was, for the first time, not um republican or die kind of thing mm -hmm. like like anything but the republican candidate is bad um and i ha i hold a deep level of respect for president obama yeah. and and i don't agree with all of his politics but um you know i've said many times um i think that he's a phenomenal human being mm -hmm. who did a great job um i know there are a lot of People politically disagree with him, but I think he embodied what I I hope that presidents embody, and that's a deep he's, love for uh, people. He's classy, and he's cool. And he is, he's, he's, like he's the cool. coolest. Oh, he's definitely the coolest. So president. cool, yeah. But like, he's he just seems like an actual classy person. Like yeah. he, um, I I would be interested to go back and you know because I didn't care about politics at the time, and like listen to those debates. Like after seeing these debates. Whew, which are so classless on both sides and so 
like mudslinging and so um, tearing the other person down and not even almost the politics, but the people themselves. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd be interested to go back as I don't know if Obama I mean, did, I, wasn't that way, but I, 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 I don't, don't know. Rem- I don't remember either of know. those three. So the two Republican candidates in 08 and, and 12 or Obama or Obama being that way at all. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, um, yeah, I just realized that, that I was changing right. and, and that was kind of the first time that I noticed it. And so, um, but to, today I don't want us to necessarily talk about candidates or even parties specifically. Yeah, but I'm interested. I, I had you guys take, uh, the political compass survey, um, and the political compass, uh, is a website. I don't really remember how I found it, but after digging into it a little bit, it looks like it's pretty well respected as a neutral information like, site. It looked kind of like it's a different um, res- end result, but there's another website that's called isidewith.com yeah. mm-hmm. where it's just like, it's not, it doesn't have any agenda. It just literally is, Information. You, you just answer questions and it says, this is where you're leaning or this is some of the candidates that you might fit well with. Yeah. And it gives like a percentage. Yeah, so Political Compass is similar. Um, you know, one of the things that I think is interesting about them is it's not limited. It's not, it's not party-based. So yeah. whereas oh. we side with is... It tells you is about uh, specifically about American politics. Mm-hmm. So it's hey, these are the candidates running for office in America. The political compass actually doesn't even give you names of candidates or anything like that. It will show you a, a graph, and we'll talk about it here in a little bit with uh, world leaders who fit in these different areas, and and you can kind of see like based on people throughout history where you might land. But uh, it's actually internationally. Uh, acclaimed and, and respected as a source to help people understand what they believe and where they kind of fit in. So I, right. I just found it to be really interesting. Um, they say uh, one of the, if you read the about the political compass on their website, one of the things that they say is our essential point is that the left and right, although far from obsolete, are essentially a measure of economics, which I thought was pretty interesting when you begin to think about like, what we vote on and all that kind of stuff, like a lot, if not all of it eventually boils down to economics and the economic yeah. impact. I mean, yeah. e- even social, social issues, like every, everything eventually can be boiled down to that. Um, anyway, I just thought it was really interesting. And so I had everyone take the quiz. Um, yes. and twice. some of us twice, some of us twice, but most everybody else once, if you <laughs> didn't lose your, attention. Yeah. Um, or did what I did and texted it to myself. Oh, that would have been smart. Because I just saved a screenshot and didn't delete it. Yeah. That's also a good way to do it. Um, so what I want to start off with is kind of breaking down what they've done here. So um they've got a a graph and it's split up into four quadrants. So you answer how many questions do you think guys think it was? It was about eight questions per page and there were six pages. Okay. 40, so 40, 50 page, yeah, 50 questions, we'll say. So somewhere in there, you answer a bunch of questions about a lot of different each. I policy. think each page was like a different topic. So it was like religion or sex or economics or, you know, there was different. Yeah, and you topics. answer them based on your belief politically mm-hmm. and how p- politics should inform those things. Correct. Not how those things should inform politics. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which a lot of people, I think, flip that. Flop um, but uh, they split up into four quadrants. And um, if you look at it in the middle, going left to right is simply left and right. And then yeah. if you go north-south, uh, north is authoritarian and then south is libertarian. And it, it kind of graphs you so you can see economics left, right. And then, and then social, social issues, uh, top to bottom and kind of like how those things fit. And so then it'll, you answer the questions and it'll give you a point on the graph. Um, we've not seen each other's points yet. So what I want you to do now is I want you to text it to our group chat so that we can take a look, uh, at everybody's results. Um, and then I want us to talk about it. Okay. And what I want us to really talk about is, um, because I think that this kind of thing is helpful to help us see kind of what you were mentioning earlier. Like, I believe this because I, because why, like, why do you believe what you believe? Um, Oh, I vote Republican because that's the right thing to do. Or my family's done it forever. Or I vote Mm. Democrat because my family's done it forever. It's the right thing, whatever. A lot of people do vote that way and they don't actually take the time to look into the decisions that they're making right. and the decisions that we are making right now, four days from now, or if you are early voting or have already voted are significant to our mm-hmm. country in the next four years. Um, and so, um, who do I have here? Michael texted me Cody's. Yeah, that's mine. Cause my Oh friend. no, no. Oh, he texted, he texted both. I see. Um, Oh, and your own Michael. Cool. Man, this is interesting to look at. Yeah. Just off off the bat, like, and we'll post. We can we can post these if you guys are comfortable on social media. Yeah, that's fine. Hundred percent. It does not bother me at all. It doesn't uh, bother me at all. Though. My first my first reaction is that uh, Nathan and Cody are pretty close, almost yeah. dead on. Uh, if not, if not, no, I think you're one level up. Where's Nathan? Authoritarian, uh, on the authoritarian oh, scale. Nathan. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Oh wow. And then yeah. Michael is a little more left economically, but is also higher than both of you guys on the authoritarian level. See, that's why I'm wondering if I answered questions incorrectly. <laughs> well, the reason I say that is because on the, I side with, the only reason I say that, the I side with, I'm like on the up and down scale, which would, instead of authoritarian, I would almost maybe call it, um, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? It's the, I don't like want fiscally responsible. No, so no, the opposite of libertarian would be like socialistic, I guess, or whatever I'm trying to word I'm trying to think of, something like that. Anyways, I'm very heavy libertarian. Like I'm like eighty nine percent libertarian or ninety one percent libertarian or something like that. So this was actually surprising. On this website, I don't know if it's because I answered the questions wrong or just had different questions. Maybe. I mean, the questions encompassed a lot of different topics. Yeah, I did. And okay. um and I thought that it, that was really interesting. But in general, I landed where I thought I would land, which is almost right in the middle between left and right. Like uh, o- almost yeah. dead middle, mm-hmm. a little barely to the right, and then um low being libertarian. That's where I th- figured I would be. Yeah. Yeah, and I was did surprise, the did, most far off from everybody. <laughs> but did you think did you land where you thought you would land? Like if you had seen the graph before and said, I think this would be my dot and you put it like an, a guesstimate. I think if I had not 
seen any of the questions. Yeah, just the graph. Then I would have put myself further right. Than you ended up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, and that's the economic line. Mm-hmm. I think economically I would have, I've always said that I'm more. Oh, see, that's why. Okay, now I'm, I understand I've always that. said that I'm more economically conservative. But then when I'm answering questions that make me think about the things that I believe and then and then graphing those results, I found right. maybe that's one of those things that I've always said to save face with people that mm-hmm. I know are that way or that's how right. I grew up, like whatever. Um, so, yeah, I'm like, it, I mean, all, all of these guys are pretty close to the, the middle of the line economically. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like... And see to the left. <laughs> and see, I think, see, economically is a is an interesting way to put that line because I think that. See, I don't know. I'm interested. I think I'm farther right, economically, but I'm farther left leaning, uh, when it comes to social issues, which is why I'm on like the libertarian scale down. I guess. So instead yeah. of instead of looking at it right left on social, it's just up down. Right. So that's why I'm actually surprised if it's only financially, I'm surprised I'm not farther right. Because I think that I'm pretty far right on like lower taxes, uh government stays out of our pocket, uh get rid of certain large, you know, like get rid of the ATF, get rid of the IRS. Like I want to get rid of those agencies. Um, bring down the amount of people, make it harder to get welfare for certain people. And that's like my view on fiscal. But then socially, I'm pretty left, like make marijuana legal and gay marriage is okay. And I'm pretty left leaning on that stuff. So that's why I'm surprised. I'm actually, I mean, that's pretty much how I feel like I answered the questions. Yeah. Was like, well, I answered, I'm a little... I'm a little less, which is funny that you're saying that. You may have answered, answered questions, questions incorrectly. Maybe. maybe. Maybe I'm stupid. I mean, I wasn't no. going to say that. I but am stupid. But. I feel like I landed exactly where I thought I would land. Um, pretty much just slightly right of the of the line there and then further down as far as like social issues go. Mm. Michael, um, you've got a mic. What, what, same, same question to you. When you, if you had drawn a dot on this graph before ever looking at a question, how how did your end, re, you know, result compare to what you think it might have been? Yeah, I ended up a little bit more left than uh, Nathan and Cody did, actually. And I thought I would be on the right a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. But if I were to put myself, like, I probably would have been dead center everywhere. Oh, right, yeah. Which, uh, you're not I'm far, not far off, off of dead off. center. Because you're farther up than us, too, right? Yeah, yeah he is. If I remember right. Yeah. He's, yeah, further left and more up. Yeah. But just by a couple notches. Yeah. Um, and obviously, this is a test that's based on your understanding of the questions. And it's only, ter- to be fair, only what, like five to ten questions per on each topic, yeah. which there's way more yeah. that they could have dove yeah, into. Yeah, for sure. And they were they were more um, uh, construct 
ideas rather like abstract ideas right. rather than specific issues. Yeah, that's true too. Like abortion or I think there's only one abortion. Question. Yeah, but you know, a lot of times when you talk politics, those kinds of things, um, you know, immigration mm-hmm. and all of those things are like bigger deals, and they just were looking more for like generalizations yeah. based on the idea presented rather than a, each specific issue and all the nuance thought yeah. that goes into it, and so. You know, it, it's not 100% accurate, but it's, it's, a, it's a, snapshot. a ballpark. Yeah, it's a snapshot to get yeah. away. Um, I know that... Uh, so one of the things they also do is um, uh, after you get your results, you can choose to take it a step further, which is literally clicking a button and then hitting populate. And it and it and it basically, they've got this caricature list um, and they've plotted all these like people throughout history. Um, some of them are American leaders, like presidents or presidential candidates and some of them are world leaders um uh there's dictators on there there's kings and queens there's like you know monarchs all sorts of stuff on there religious leaders um and it it kind of shows where they would land and then it puts your dot in the same spot of where it was and just shows you like some of the people that you may be you. uh, you know close to um and there's a couple of interesting thoughts on that i know nathan has one that's really interesting but before you share that one um, I was surprised when I looked at this because, um, I didn't really know the people that were like immediately around me. Yeah. I think that when I'm looking at this right now, the closest two people that I know are, uh, Nelson Mandela, mm-hmm. um, who's not extremely close to me, kind of close to me. And Thomas Paine, who also is a little bit further away than Mandela. Um, you know, the next closest is not even really... Who's any- the closest to you, though? Caroline Lucas. It does, you don't know who that is. It, I don't know who that is I don't either. know who that is. It, it does have fine print at the top that says, positions are not intended to be accurate, but simply reflect the appropriate quadrant for each figure. Mm. Mm. Oh, okay, okay. But... So, yeah, so there's, you know, some speculation there. I was interested to see, like, and I know that this kind of leads into Nathan's thought on, on this. Uh, I am not even in the same quadrant as either of our presidential candidates. Yeah, because... I'm not even close. I'm I'm not in the same... Actually, none of us are. None of us are in the same quadrant. Yeah, that's true. Because they're both in the same quadrant, which I thought is extremely interesting. Yeah, that Joe Biden and Trump. Are both in the like very cl- not only in the same quadrant. Well, they said it doesn't matter. Yeah, but they're both in the the upper right quadrant, which is right authoritarian, right leaning authoritarian. That's crazy. Which is like some of the other uh, people in there that I think are interesting. Um, Benito Mussolini is in there. Uh, Boris Johnson, uh, Winston Churchill. Those are some of the names that I recognize within. The quadrant that you're mentioning that both uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden find themselves in. None of us were anywhere near Fidel Castro or Joseph Stalin, though. I don't think I know any of these no. people that are in my quadrant, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, I don't I don't think I do either, but I don't really pay much attention to like political figures yeah. of any kind, whether it be of the United States or of the world. But that's what's interesting about this, is it's not an American yeah. test. And so a lot of these leaders, I'm sure, uh, if we were from other parts of the world, would be more well known. Like yeah, like mo- a lot of these true. people are not American leaders, right? Right. 
And so, in fact, I think very few of them are. And, um, and so I think that that's one of the most interesting parts about it is that like, it's not designed to be a gauge for Americans. It's a, a worldwide, like when you look at the scope of politics, whatever that means for your country. And they talk about like, this doesn't have a, uh, you know, a specific, uh, uh, you know, structure as far as political structure goes, this is kind of all encompassing, pretty much everybody and just yeah. plotting you on a map somewhere. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about, um, and this really is kind of the rest of the conversation, uh, just like with you as individuals, um, you know, you can reference the guide or, or just talk about how in your personal life, some of the things that are different than maybe, you know, they would have been 10 years ago. Some of the things that are the same, maybe things you've got questions about and just kind of like have a discussion because I think that one of the things that we are lacking severely in our country, not the, maybe the world, I don't know. I'm not a part of the rest of the world in our country is a, is a extreme aversion to conversation, the discourse, just actual conversation. And I think that it's one of the most saddening things about politics is that people won't just talk about stuff. And I think that that limits people's ability to grow because all it does is, is drive people to one side or the other mm. and, 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 you know, demonize and create enemies of anyone who thinks anything differently than you. So I want to create a space where we can just talk. We're obviously all, well, I say obviously we all are. I am obviously different than you guys. Mm. Um, and you guys are, you know, more in line with each other. Uh, but I just want to talk about some of those things and have an actual civil conversation about politics where Cody and I don't fight. Yeah. No. And you know, it's funny though, too, is I think that I think we've both, uh, I don't know if we've calmed down by any means, but we both, I think are more open to genuine conversation than we were last time we talked politics on an international podcast. Um, And secondly, I think politically, I am quite different than I was three, four years ago. Um, And I don't think that that's because, again, I don't think it's because A lot of people have no idea what we're talking about. Cody and I almost got in a fist fight when talking about gun control. I think it was guns, yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is I don't think it was... We didn't almost get in a fist fight about, about a conversation gun, no. about guns, we got in a fist, fo- fist fight because I'm an asshole, and and I am same. Yeah, and and that was the problem. Well, you're right. It wasn't about guns. It was it's the fact because that of us it's could the just way that we. About, yeah, it was, it was actually the way we communicated. Yeah. 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 So it, so that was a few years ago on on a podcast we used to be on. And together. that's the funniest thing is because I don't even think we disagree that much about that specific topic. I don't even think we're that far off. Yeah, you I, did I it. Either. I think it, it was driving me crazy because you guys were saying the same thing. <laughs> In a different way, Cody, yeah. Cody and I—I I, I think pr- people probably think that we're joking. No, no, Cody no. Cody and like, I actually almost had to make them leave. Yeah, got it, into a fight. Justin put his fist in my face, and I literally like, put my face up to it, and I said, <laughs> "Do it, do it." <laughs> I don't think I put my fist in your you face. You did. You literally put your fist out, and I like touched it with my face. <laughs> I don't know about that. And then, and then Nathan was like, "Leave, leave, <laughs> get out of here." It was awesome. Um. It was a heated that was, point. I mean, I was in a different place in my personal so life. We all were. <laughs> I was in the depths yeah. of depression and anxiety oh, and terrible hated place. my life every day. Not that much is that different. Yeah, I was going to say, that's different. But um, I don't know. 
Who wants to go first? You're talking. Okay. <laughs> um, per use. Well, yeah, that's fair. Um, I think I think the difference between for me between like you know even three years ago like we're talking about or ten years ago or whatever really I would say up until about two years ago I would say a year and a half two years ago it wasn't because my beliefs necessarily changed I think it's because for the first time I actually thought about what do I believe if that makes any sense like. Yeah, I think that I just my whole life have thought about whatever my surroundings had said or my parents had said or my church had said or, you know, whatever. And I think especially in the Bible Belt, you know, and growing up in Texas, growing up in churches, you believe that Christianity equals Republican Mm -hmm. and that if you're a Christian, you can't vote Democrat. That's exactly how I grew up. Yeah. And. I, 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 to be completely honest, I think really that argument comes down to two topics, which is homosexual marriage and abortion, mm-hmm. right? And in mm-hmm. general, those are Democrat-leaning topics. And so the church equals against Democrats, which I think is crazy um, because it, there's more than just two issues, first of all, in the world. Um, I also think the church should take into account that the left is, in general, much more giving to poor people and the rights not. So how do you play that line? You know, when literally God commanded us to take care of poor people. So, um, so I think I grew up a lot thinking that without ever like actually thinking, Hey, what do I actually believe? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, some of the topics that have been transformative for me in changing my political view have been, um, I mean, primarily the social issues, but the economic issues as they pertain to social issues. So the things that specifically stick out to me are minorities, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and policy around minorities and immigrants and Mm kind of everything that falls under that giant umbrella. Um, I think that, um, I mean, I th- I really think al- almost everything can can be f- kind of under that umbrella. That's yeah. immigration. That's uh, um, the treatment of Black Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, that's uh, you know the LGBTQ community. That's uh, like all of those w- are considered minority communities in America. Yeah. Uh, I think those that are impoverished, like all of that, falls under that social umbrella. I think that that's the thing that has totally shaped and changed my political belief and, and how I would choose to cast a vote today, you know, as opposed to, you know, 10 years ago when I was 18 years old and thought that Obama was like a terrorist. Yeah. The devil. Yeah. Like, like, I think what I think the other thing that really opened my eyes was I stopped thinking of America as a Christian nation, Mm -hmm. which I think that in our circles where we grew up, a lot of times that's how we're taught is that America is a Christian nation or like we were founded on Christian principles instead of on. There was a guy. So I don't know if you could hear that. I don't think we mentioned it uh, in this episode. So we're recording um, temporarily uh, this week and next week in a 
a different location. So there's going to be some audio quality difference. There's also going to be random distractions like because a there's a garage guy? door open, like a guy walking with a guitar. Are you? What was that? He was just walking down the street at 1230 at night playing a guitar. But like one string of a guitar. Is he singing? He's just playing no, he's one just string. Going, dun, 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 dun. He's just slowly walking. Anyway, that sorry, Anyways, that totally that distracted weird. us. But that also brings us to a good point that if you notice a difference in quality, that's because and it will get better. We are temporarily, literally this week and next week, in a different yeah. location recording, and uh, we'll be back to our regularly uh, set up studio uh, two <laughs> weeks from two now. weeks. So, anyways, I but yeah, I thought of America as like a Christian nation, and when I changed from that idea to America was not founded on, in my opinion, it wasn't founded on Christian principles. Maybe the people that founded it maybe believed certain things but it was founded on freedom Mm -hmm. not on christian principles on freedom principles and when i started thinking that i was like oh i then have to separate if i as an american i have to separate my political beliefs from my my moral or my um not moral as much as my um religious beliefs I think yeah. moral can play into your political beliefs, but your my religious beliefs not about something being right or wrong doesn't necessarily match up with what I believe the intention of what America should be. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily always line up. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a really interesting thought. Uh, and some people can't do that, and I understand that. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned at the beginning of this, I mean, I work at a church, for those of you who are listening and don't know that. And I just mentioned that, and I mentioned it because it's my, been my experience, that as I've shifted and changed in these views, there's a lot of people at church that don't like yeah. that. And yeah. what I mean by that is that exactly what you said, uh, I try not to vote. It's uh, hard. It's I hard. try not to vote based on Christianity leading our country and instead freedom in our country. And I know that that can seem for those of you who do identify with Christian beliefs as a betrayal of those beliefs. But I think what happens and what I've noticed with a lot of my friends who are not Christians is this feeling of oppression from Christianity. Like Christians are trying to force their beliefs upon us. And I don't, see in scripture uh, apparently this is a religious podcast now yeah. <laughs> um, I don't see Jesus and his followers forcing their beliefs or even talking about it by the way upon people well I, I mean, mean too much the way that like, Jesus everything he did was he was living out his beliefs so for me right, right. I'm gonna live out my beliefs and convictions however I'm also going to advocate for the freedom of people and choice because I don't want Christianity to become an oppressive religion because that's not what Christianity is about. It's about grace and forgiveness and kindness and love. But when we begin to become a Christian nation or whatever, not that we're becoming a Christian nation, but if we were ever to become a Christian nation, what we've done is kick out a lot of people who don't believe what we believe. And that doesn't, shine a light on that. And so, so really uh, most of my beliefs are founded by my, my religious beliefs. Yeah. It's just a different, 
it's just different than what other people say. Take on what a lot of people say. I don't think that we should be a Christian nation. I think that we should be a nation that allows freedom and that in that freedom, I believe that the gospel reigns and impacts people's lives and changes people's lives. Yeah, 100% agree. So like when I I started thinking that, I think I I fell away from um, parties and I started looking at candidates more um, individually. And so I've found that in the last two elections, which is this one and the previous one, I really aligned personally with, I'm, I don't mind saying who I'm voting for or whatever, but with third-party candidates, specifically libertarian candidates. Uh, the funny thing about being, I guess I call myself a libertarian, is that um, you would think that it would soften up like both sides. I've learned that it makes both sides more angry. Yeah. So like people on the right hate me because I'm, uh, I want to legalize drugs and I want gay people to be able to be married and I want basically the government to leave us alone socially. And then I piss off the left people because I want the government to leave us alone fiscally as well and our guns. So let us protect ourselves. Don't touch my wallet but also let us marry whoever we want and ingest whatever we want. And so now both sides hate me, mm-hmm. which is funny. But I I don't know. I found that looking at a candidate instead of a party tends to be better for me because if there's a Democrat that I like that I say, hey, I think this is a decent man or, or woman. Hey, I think this is a decent candidate that can lead our country in the right direction. I have no problem voting for a Republican or a Democrat or a Green Party or a Libertarian. Mm-hmm. And I would much rather do that than say, I'm a Libertarian and I'm stuck to that party. Yeah, I, and I know that Nathan has prepared a doctoral thesis on this topic for us. 100%. Go ahead. I do want to hear your thoughts. Uh, I consider myself, uh, I'll use a phrase that uh, Matt Carter has coined uh, uh, from Emory. He considers himself, and I thought this was great, uh, politically agnostic. Mm. Oh, um, that's fair. I don't, and this is going to piss a lot of people off, I don't vote. Mm. Um, And I also uh, feel like that's my right to not vote. And I almost thought about registering to vote this time around. And uh, Have you ever voted, Nathan? I've never voted. Okay. This is is my first vote, by the way. Yeah. So, So. and then I was like, nah, I'm just not, like, I'm not going to do it this time. And it makes a lot of people angry, and a lot of mm-hmm. people are like, you're wasting or whatever. And then also there's like, you don't get to complain, or you don't get to, after this, you don't get to say anything, which I don't really anyway. Um, I, and this is also um, probably a very privileged view, uh, and I understand that. But from what I have uh, found in my personal life and the way that I live, uh, it doesn't really seem to matter all that much who the president is. Like some some shit changes a little bit, but not a whole lot. Like people people like no matter who gets elected, someone's gonna be throwing up in the bushes, right? <laughs> so yeah, but like in Shapiro, but Ben's life <laughs> didn't really. He was still going to college. He was still doing like like some stuff changed. Like you know. Uh, I personally wasn't a huge fan of uh, of the health care act that Obama got passed. It detrimentally affected me. I yeah. had to pay way more for insurance than I wanted to, or I had to pay a fee in taxes. That bothered me a lot. But other than that, I thought Obama was a great 
president. Mm-hmm. Before that, people hate people on the left hated Bush. Uh, he got us into wars. Like I know that affected some people and affects some people. And maybe that maybe it's just like my asshole being selfish about myself uh, view of the world. But like overall, as a whole percentage. I don't feel like it. Ma- I personally don't see where it matters a whole hell of a lot who's in the Oval Office. So it's, I like the stats, and I've told. I think it, I told Justin this a couple, like a month or two ago. We were talking about. I like like w- weird stats that piss people off when it comes to politics. Yeah, and it's like I don't like Donald. I I personally don't like Donald Trump at all. Yeah, right? he, he's a seems like a right douchebag, but. To your point, I also don't have health insurance. So because he became president and because of what he did with health insurance, now I don't have to pay a fee. If I had to choose, gun to my head, between Obama and Trump, I would probably vote for Obama. However, that would mean that it would personally hurt me. Here's another one. Under Obama's eight years as president, we talked about a second ago how everyone went and bought guns because they thought he was going to you know, ban guns or whatever. Under Eight years of Obama's presidency, only two gun laws were passed, and he both were pro-gun. And then in the four years that Trump has been president, over, I think it's at like 20-something anti-gun laws have been passed. And he's the savior of the uh, right of the Second Amendment and all this stuff. It's, so it's like, it what? It just seems like, I mean, to use a n- not-so-great phrase, it seems like we all get our panties in a bunch about some not a lot you know like it seems like people freak out like really really freak out like ben puking in the bushes sick physically ben shapiro for i love that guy for hope he listens like how does it like yeah i'm i'm sure that i would get like people stories and it might change my mind or whatever of like this is how it affected me on my day-to-day day-to-day life but so that's an, a really interesting point, and we'll kind of wrap up soon because we're... Well, give your point of view first. Well, that's what I'm about yeah. to do because um, that really has shaped my point of view a lot. Um, what both of you just said on a personal level is true. My life doesn't change that drastically mm. based on political realities that's a generalization i understand that um i work at a job where i have health care provided so that didn't impact me one way or the other um i uh you know taxes fluctuate some whatever straight so that Um, doesn't matter white male yeah like a lot of these things don't impact me but the thing that has transformed my views and th- and this can this I understand that this can sound critical of people. It can make people who don't believe what I believe sound bad, and I, I that's not what I'm meaning to do here. But for me, I have chosen to utilize my vote and my voice and my decision politically uh, to take into account people other than myself. Um. And that includes looking at the people who do who are impacted who are more. Impacted. And yep. so, for instance, one of the things that is a is a really important issue for me right now 
is immigration. But specifically, when we look at what's happening with immigrants from Mexico and the thing, all, everything happening at the Texas border um, and 500 children not being able to have, find, have their parents located right now because they were lost in the system, um, the forced sterilizations, those kind of things. That does not impact my personal life at all. Yeah. My life does not change one way or the other, no matter what's happening in Texas. Even if I lived in Texas and, and if my life was yeah, exactly as matter. it is now, except in Texas, it wouldn't impact it. Mm. But for me, I have over the years become to understand that politics is a game of, of people as a whole. And a, what I've found is that a lot of people choose to cast their vote based on their personal impact and how things impact them. For instance, um, there's somebody in my family who uh, is a really phenomenal person, like all around, great, great human, really kind, thoughtful, loving, caring. Um, and he casts his vote for himself, which oftentimes... Um, seem seems to be or would seem to be a little bit different than the rest of his character because he's somebody who does care about other people and and would would sacrifice of his time and his <laughs> energy and his resources to help other people but he looks at when he's casting his vote himself and that was really interesting to me because what i realized is that um i'm not choosing to vote based on just me and that's why i tend to not vote for the candidate that's going to help my taxes be lower, but instead is is hopefully going to do things like provide health care for those who literally cannot afford it. Um, if I pay more in taxes, is that an inconvenience to me? Absolutely. Do I wish that it wasn't that way? Absolutely. Do I wish that the church, based on their beliefs, would step up and take care of the issues of orphans, um, vulnerable children, uh, the the impoverished, uh, the widows, absolutely, because that's my religious beliefs. But the reality of it is that's not happening. And so I choose to say, man, I want to I want to figure out what I can do, what part I can play to help impact the lives of those who are more impacted by these decisions than just me. If a Republican candidate gets voted in, my taxes will probably be lower. If a Democrat Democratic candidate gets in, my taxes will probably be higher, though Joe Biden has said that I, I make less money than what's going to get taxed, whatever. Yeah. But that doesn't matter. Pr principally, um, I tend to try now, yeah. and this is different than how I used to vote, because how I used to think is, what's the best decision for me, Justin Neal, in my personal life, yeah. and how am I going to get the best step and leg ahead? Um, and I just think that we, that this is part of that unity conversation that we briefly talked about earlier about people can't even talk about this stuff. Um, for me, I just feel like, man, if I can take a little bit of discomfort and a little bit of sacrifice and, and maybe it's less money, maybe it's a little bit more, uh, policy, mm -hmm. whatever for people to experience life a little bit closer to the comfortability of my life. Yeah. That's a decision I'm willing to make. I understand that not everybody's willing to make that. And I think that that's perfectly within their right. I don't think someone choosing to, cast a vote based on their specific 
individual circumstance and putting everything else aside is a bad thing. I think that it's different than how I would choose to do that. And I, my heart is that people would care for those around them better. I mean, that's that idea of the church. Yeah. I mean, being the leaders in, I wish that that was the case. I wish that people would step like voluntarily step up and care for the needs of those around us. And what we see is that that's not happening. And so there is a great need. And so then I'm inclined to say, do I wish that politics, uh, that the government would stay out of everything? Yes. Mm. The See, only way that that works really for to pr- provide equality for everybody is if that's happening and it's not happening. So for me, I cast my vote looking at people as a whole people. and not myself. See, as it's an weird. I don't think that I've been voting for myself, but also I haven't been voting for other people either. I think that I've been, vo- or I haven't never voted. So this is my first vote. But I think ideally, you know, if I was to vote every day or whatever, up until this point, my thought process has been towards voting to vote for an ideal of what I think the nation should look like or should be not. And I almost like didn't think of people like if that. I know that's kind of no, weird. I actually like, I actually think that's a really good point to bring up because one I didn't think about is voting for the ideal. Right. Because I think if I was voting for the ideal I would probably vote closer to what you vote. Joe Jorgensen. Because, <laughs> Joe Jorgensen 2020. <laughs> Joe Jorgensen 2020. Because Actually, that was the that was the only I watched like some of her like mm-hmm. things and I was like I might vote this time. Yeah. She's and gonna like, be she's my first vote. And like thought about well here's here's literally <laughs> here's here's one of the reasons that I thought like this isn't a like Joe Jorgensen did not sponsor this, but <laughs> or but uh, did she awesome. or did she? But here was my, my thought: was I looked at the at the candidates? Obviously, I'm not going to vote, so it doesn't matter. But I looked at the candidates that we have in our two party system or mm-hmm. whatever, and I was like, "You threw up." I, I did, yeah. But I was like, Joe Biden seems very similar old white guy to Trump. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, they have different politics. Not according to the they the say chart that we saw. they say that they yeah. have different politics. But like, I thought we all like people on the right say they want change, people on the left say they want change, but it never happens. But we're voting for old white guys, so Again. thank you. So I was like, one, one of our forty-five presidents is, is not a old older white man. Yeah, one. But like one. Yeah. That was literally like literally the thing that almost got me to vote was like, oh, I'll vote for Joe Jorgensen because yeah, so she's the only woman in the like. Yeah, no, or I, I I am kind of proud that like I I do feel happy with my decision to vote with Joe Jorgensen partially because I really dislike the other two options, um, but partially because I I do feel proud that my first ever like public vote was for um, a, a woman. I think that I felt I felt happy about that. Like I felt like, hey, this is different. Kind of what you're saying. Like we've had nothing but old white men in this power this power position for 200 years. It's a nice change of pace. I did not vote for Joe Jorgensen because of that, but it was a nice kind of a cherry on top that yeah. I felt like happy that that it the person that I ended up lining up with and, and voting for and you know checking the box ended up being something different than an old white man. So I, I did like that too. But yeah, I, I think the we, what I was saying is like, I think even with my Joe Jorgensen vote, I'm voting for an ideal mm-hmm. of what I think. Oh, I don't think this should be around. Oh, I think this should be a law. Oh, I think that in a perfect world, 
that this is the best belief system, right, for the way our country should be run. And it's interesting to take a different view of sacrifice, almost like maybe even sacrifice politically, what I believe, to benefit um, people less fortunate than me because I live a pretty butter life, you know, realistically. that that point that you brought up, and and we will finish with this because it's, Good. That's a good. It's the, a good thought to be yeah, in my mind. I, the, I've never really thought the that way. Point that you brought up is idealistically, mm. that is a great way to run things. Yeah, everyone's taken care of. The government doesn't tell us what to do. We're all living life and existing, mm. and and it's all good. And everyone is is utopia utopian esque. Yeah. Like yeah. it's all good. Um, and I vote. I choose to vote. Uh, more for the current reality because yeah. I think that we're too far away right now from the perfect world. I de- ideally to be able to say like, Oh, we're just, we're just now just one step away from someone being able to like, yeah. we're so far off that and I, I want to figure out what, how do we even take steps further? And my hope is that, you know, like religiously that Christianity would step up, would step up and that we can, and it's obvious there's a lot of people who are not Christians that do step up, and it's yeah. amazing. But I think that the power of the church in America, which is gigantic, that's why most of the world thinks that we're a Christian nation, whether we are or not, I don't know. Um, but they're not stepping up. And so for me, I want to figure out, okay, I'll cast my vote, and and sure, I don't want to be taxed more. Sure, I don't want these policies to come into effect and, and make my life a little bit less ideal. Um, it's but hard to sacrifice that, though, like to I, say I, I'm voting against what I think it should end up being. Yeah, I, I do want to say just real quick that um, part of the whole thing of like being what I consider politically agnostic is in agnosticism, you're basically saying like you don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's really like I feel like I I can't. Personally, I feel like I can't really know what the candidates are actually going to do. So it's like how yeah, I don't think like, the candidates know half the time what they're going exactly. to exactly. So it's like uh, like if unless I like know them personally or something, which I don't know, but like it would take for me to make like an actual conscious vote, like for an ideal or for like something that I would hope to happen. I would have to really like put in a lot of time and effort mm-hmm. to actually know what the heck this person's going to try to do in yeah. office and not just what they're saying they're going to do yeah. or and not what the, or not what the democratic party or the republican right. party is going to go. I think I've become a cynic because we've literally had a, a president for the last four years wear a red hat when for 35 years he supported a blue cause. Right. It's and like, I got, became a cynic, you know, because how does someone... really support a blue cause. Well, I, I just know. think he supports all himself. Over the place. I yeah, think, exactly. sure. I mean... But how do you financially support I mean, yeah. the person that you literally run against and call crooked Hillary two years later? I don't understand that. And I think that kind of made me feel like, what do you say? Like, they can say literally anything? I will yeah. say my favorite thing about Trump, like we've been bashing him, but my favorite thing about Trump oh, is... 
My favorite. I, my this is for the Trump people out there. My favorite thing about Trump is the nicknames that he gives people. Sleepy, Sleepy, Joe. Sleepy Joe, Joe Biden Joe. is the best. the best. I don't like some of the nicknames he gives people. Yeah, he does give harsh nicknames because they're racist people. and sexist. But oftentimes. but well, I haven't heard Sleepy, those. Sleepy, Sleepy Joe, Joe Biden, Biden is really what I was Sleepy thinking Joe's of. Sleepy Joe's a good one. <laughs> Man, that is a clever one. Yeah. I just it's just so good. Sleepy I did, Joe. Okay, I'll admit I don't like the ones that are terrible. Terrible. But Sleepy Joe Biden. Sleepy Joe is a good one. It's a good one. And that's a good way to finish up this show. (laughs) Uh, I just want to say thanks for having just a conversation about a topic that is often not a conversation. It's more of a fight. Jay, Uh, we didn't even punch each other. Well, I mean, we didn't punch each other last time either. We got that was Nathan's fault afterwards. Though. That was Nathan's fault, though. It was Nathan's fault. Just um, let us punch each other, Nathan. <laughs> probably would have solved I mean, a lot of problems. I, <laughs> I probably would have. I probably would have come out of depression a lot sooner because I would just would have been able to get it all out. I, if you, you guys, you can punch me now if you want. I'm hey. fine now. What's the counseling? <laughs> if you, I just didn't want to you guys to punch each other angry. If you want to do it just like for fun, no, that for doesn't it. solve anything. <laughs> we can agree on something. There you go. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, hey, we got a lot of big decisions to make in the next couple of days. Uh, hopefully, you'll figure out the best decision you can make for your beliefs and make that yeah. decision, whether it's voting, not voting, who you're voting for. Nathan's got his weekend shirt on and has something yeah. to say. Nate, Nate here is personally just putting it all in your hands. You go vote. I'm trusting that no, it's I will all going to just like... <laughs> Nick- Nathan trusts everybody else so much that no. he's like, I'm not going to cast my vote. I mean, I kind of. I'm an optimist. I just feel like things, you know, work out even I out. I just say don't let people judge you or tell you that what you're doing is wrong. I think that as Americans, we do have the right and your exercise. I know it's it sounds annoying because I used to say this too, but that's exercising your right to not vote is not necessarily shouldn't be judged either. And voting third party shouldn't be called throwing away your vote. And voting Democrat as a Christian shouldn't be called immoral. And voting as a Republican shouldn't mean you love Trump or, or you know, it doesn't mean any of that. Just do what you want to do and don't be judged. I just hate that people like try to hate each other people for what. Have to, I, people have to label everything. They yeah. want to freak out. They want to freak yeah. out. Um, we've tried to finish the show three times. Sorry, so now sorry, we're sorry, do sorry. It. Uh, we want to say th- us, thanks to everybody. Uh, hey, if you have enjoyed your time here and you'd like to listen more, uh, make sure you subscribe. You can do that on whatever podcast platform you listen to. Mm-hmm. We prefer Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, if you have Apple Podcasts and even if you don't listen there, it's really, really, really helpful for us. If you'll go rate the show. Um, five stars. Five stars only. It, yeah, it Don't does come not in here help with that us. Four, three, two, one. Crap. Yeah, four, five stars only. That's some bullshit. Um, if you like it that much, just give us the fifth star. Mm-hmm. Just toss us a bone. I'll throw you five hundred dollars right now. Oh my gosh! I'm changing <laughs> my, my rating to five stars now. Um, also follow us on social media. All of our social media is uh, at the SJN Show. Um, and the most helpful place, if you can't find us or you are typing stuff in wrong, is to type in <laughs> the sjnshow.com, and there's hyperlinks to everything, everything, uh, including our Patreon page, which is a huge, 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 huge help to us. Uh, it helps uh, us be able to support the show and and do bigger, better, more interesting things. Um, and it helps connect with you guys. It does. There's a lot of really fun and cool rewards on the different tier levels of support um, from diving in on a Discord channel that's private uh, and having like deep discussions about a lot of stuff to getting some cool merch, uh, invites to 
future Tickets parties, parties, like all, all sorts of fun stuff. stuff. Yeah. Um, check us out there. Um, you can find everything on that website, the sjnshow.com. Yeah, and yeah. um and we uh are hopeful that you'll be able to continue to support us and we're excited about that and um and we're out for the night. Thanks so much guys. See ya. Also, sorry about that helicopter sound right there at the end. Airplane or something. We can't wait to get back into our studio. Studio. I don't know. I had headphones on. Literal helicopter. It's flying right over the house. Looking for that guitar guy. Oh shit! (laughs) See you next week.